live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, another show here on LFA TV. You are locked and loaded. This is live from America. Thank you so much for being here. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting, as I do always, from my live-free-or-die granite state, these white mountains of New Hampshire, and it's a blessing from God that I get to do this job for you every single day on this beautiful network where you know you're going to get the truth. You know you're going to get the interviews that matter. You know you're going to get the inspiration and the encouragement that you need to take from show to show and get involved to save this country. Where other networks bring doom and gloom and problems and anxiety and worry and fear, LFA TV does just the opposite. And if you don't believe me, All you have to do is sit here for 15 minutes, engage in the chat, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You know when you're being lied to. You know when you're being misled. You've had plenty of practice being censored, silenced, shadow banned, and completely removed from platforms. You know when you're being lied to. You know when you're being misled. And all you have to do is just watch 15 minutes of Live from America, even if it's not this show, even if it's the other shows on LFA TV, and you'll go, wow, this seems different. Because it is different. Because we are doing what the news should have always done. But they won't. They will never do it. Because sell, uh, fear sells. Sex sells. Depression, doom and gloom. The sky is falling, Chicken Little. That sells. We're not worried about what sells. We're worried about making sure that the people that want to know what's going on in this world and in our country specifically because America first are going to get the truth. That interview that Sean Farish just did on his show Ungoverned, let me just tell you this. You will never see that on Tucker Carlson. And I know when I say something that sounds negative about Tucker Carlson, people who love him go, I wouldn't wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'm not talking about Tucker specifically. I'm saying you would not see that interview that Sean Farish just conducted with a wonderful woman who wants to get her story out about her family who's been persecuted, lied about, defamed, Character attacked, death threats. You will never, ever, ever see that on Tucker Carlson. Why? Because it does not get to the heart of the truth. They would rather let out stuff that you and I have seen for two years that's this much of the bigger piece of pie for ratings than they would to just shock the world and put that woman on there. It would be great if three and a half million people that watch Tucker would be able to see the other side of it. It would be great so that people can stop treating January 6th political prisoners and their families as second-class citizens and treating them like utter garbage. 
Osborne said, I was unsure when Jeremy said he didn't trust Hannity, but now I see. Thank you for saying that. Once you do this for a living, you can see everybody who's fake. You can see everybody who's lying. It's as easy as looking at, I, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to see once you do it for a living. Very hard to see when you don't. Because once you do it for a living and you spend the hours every day researching, the hours on the phone, the hours on Zoom calls that we all do to vet our stories and to make sure that they're actually correct, then you go, well, there's no way that somebody else could have done this. Because if Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or any of these other uh, large companies had any of them ever done what we did, they would get to the truth that we got to And then you would expect them to report it. But because they don't report it, well, it can only mean two things. Either they didn't dig hard enough, which is is one reason not to watch them, or they're lying to you. I'll let you be the judge of that because everybody knows when they're being lied to. Start looking for it, and you'll start seeing it. Great interview by Sean Farish. And do you want to know what I think stood out to me the most about that interview? was who that woman said to trust and who not to trust based on her experience with these people in Congress. And she had a lot of great things to say about Marjorie Taylor Greene as much as we were upset with Marjorie with with Kevin McCarthy. Marjorie still made her way to our booth. I wasn't there at that point, but there was no way she could have known. Even half the uh, family members didn't know I was gone yet. She made her way to our booth and... uh, and that, and that, that lady that Sean uh, Farish just interviewed said that she and Louie Gohmert were the only people in Congress that were willing to push and help. The only people. She says DeSantis ignores, has ignored every single January 6th family phone call. And most of the people that are locked up are from Florida, and he does not care. He won't speak out about it. He won't say anything about it. He won't return calls. So we might get upset with people like MTG. I, I, have a real, I have a personal reason to be upset with her because I haven't gotten a phone call back. But when the rubber meets the road, when it comes to this kind of stuff, she had nothing but nice things to say about Marjorie. She says, Marjorie will listen to me. Sometimes we do got to put our little differences aside and go, you know what? Who's really fighting for these people? Who's really fighting for what's going on in this country? So I want to give a big shout out to Sean Farish for having part one of that interview. Part two will be tomorrow. And I highly, highly suggest you watch it and get your tissues ready. I want to play a quick video for you before we get to our, our, our prayer uh, today and, go, and going to the Lord because you know that sudden, death, uh, sudden adult death syndrome, SADS, is like a big thing now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's made its way to babies now because now there's been a massive spike in sleep-related infant deaths. I wonder why. I wonder why. Let's go ahead and play the video. Well, in this afternoon's medical alert, health officials in Baltimore called a news conference today to alert people about what they call a serious concern. Yeah, there has been a sudden spike in sleep-related infant deaths. 11 News medical reporter Mindy Becerra joins us now here to explain, and this is scary. It is scary, and you know what? These numbers are, are fairly surprising when you consider over the last several years there has been tremendous success in bringing down the infant mortality rate and also bridging the racial disparity gap in Baltimore. But now health officials are very concerned about a recent spike in sleep-related infant deaths, and they're alerting the public. The Baltimore City Health Commissioner is breaking down the numbers. Since December 1st of last year, we have seen 18 sleep-related infant deaths in the Baltimore region. 11 of those deaths occurred in infants residing in Baltimore City, and seven of those deaths occurred in Baltimore County. This is more than all of last year's sleep-related deaths total. Health experts want expectant parents and families to remember the ABCDs of infant sleep. A, alone, make sure your baby sleeps by themselves. B, back, always place baby on their back to sleep. C, crib, baby should sleep in a crib or a bassinet. And D, don't smoke, secondhand smoke can cause breathing problems for baby. And speaking of breathing issues, Dr. Terrasa says COVID-19 and S, uh, RSV. Sick of it. Sick of hearing about it. 
Oh, maybe don't smoke around the babies. Oh, yeah, like cigarettes are worse now than they were 20 years ago and we didn't see the babies dying. Everybody in the world smoked 50 years ago, didn't see babies dying at this rate. Oh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe make sure your, your crib is safe. Yeah, well, no, duh. You think cribs just started not being safe today in the last two years? Hear that, Eli? Crib manufacturers don't know how to make cribs anymore. Yeah. Generations of people made it just fine. How about look at the shedding? How about look at the vaccines? How about look at them uh, getting vaccinated when they're pregnant? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just maybe. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about the three stories that I left on last night. The FBI working with the hospitals to take your guns and much, much more today. But before we get into it, I would like to ask for prayers for Suzanne's mother. Medical issues at the doctors and not sure what's going on. Please, please pray for Suzanne's mother. Eli, is this Suzanne Vermontis? Folks, please pray for Suzanne Vermontis' mother. And while you're at it, I'm going to need your help. I know not all of you do it, but I'm asking you to do it every day. As much as it sucks, I know. I just did it, Jeremy. I know. First of all, I'm going to need you to reach right down below where I'm pointing right now. And I need you to make that thumbs up green. That has to be a necessity. We have to do that. That's part of the job here on LFA TV. Also, I'm going to make sure, I want to ask you if you're watching on Roku or Fire Stick or listening on podcast or watching on the app, please come over, sign into your Rumble account, give us a like, and give us a share. If you have five platforms, share it to five platforms. If you think the world should be getting this kind of news, we're going to need your help. We can't do it alone. That's why we're here. That's why we're here together. We pray together, we fight together, we laugh together, we, de- we cry together, and we'll die together. There's nothing, more and strong, there's nothing more powerful and strong as this LFA family. I've never witnessed anything like it in my life. That is how you know God is at the center of it. I didn't put out a verse of the day on, on, the, uh, on the computer today, but I do have a verse of the day for you. And it's talking about being a good steward of God's grace. I want to read it. It's quite long, but here I go. We're going to read from 1 Peter 4, 1 through 9. Since therefore Christ suffered in the way or in the flesh, arm yourselves in the same way of thinking, meaning you're going to suffer too. Christ suffered, you'll get suffer. You'll suffer. Christ got bullied and, and, and abused, you're going to get bullied and abused. So better arm yourself now if you're going to fight this fight with us. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. This is saying that that's going to happen all around you. You have to be the fish going in the opposite way like on the beginning of The Chosen. You have to be the person walking in the opposite direction if you are going to be with God. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery and they malign you, meaning that they are going to attack you for not doing what they do, for not having orgies, for not drinking booze, for not smoking, you know, uh, smoking weed all day long, shooting crack, being Hunter Biden. They're going to come down on you like a hail of gunfire. You must stand strong because they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead. That though though judged in the flesh the way the people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And above all else, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Are you an ambassador for the good news? Have you shared the video? Have you liked it? Are you part of this crusade? Because there's no going back once you are. That's not a blood-in, blood-out mob rule. That's your Holy Spirit will never allow you to go back. Please remove your hats. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to be an ambassador for God. So what I'm working on right now, especially during this time leading up to Easter, is my temper and my self-control of the things I say. Let us know in the comments section what you're working on. Let us know if you're an ambassador for God. Share this if you are. Let's get ready for the first and foremost section. Lift up your coffee cups. Let's have a drink of that beautiful Rise Up Gourmet Coffee, American Pecan or Sumatra Gold. Let's do it, baby. We need 5,000 watching and 2,000 rumbles. We don't do that unless your guys' fingers are like little, little soldiers for God. Here we go. First and foremost section. Mitch McConnell has been hospitalized after a fall at former Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. Mitch McConnell. Spokesman Doug Andres gave a brief statement to the media saying, This evening, Leader McConnell tripped at the local hotel during a private dinner. He has been admitted to the hospital where he is receiving treatment. Now, the news at that point, the local news, said he's been hospitalized following a fall at a D.C. hotel. And per the spokesman, he's there. He tripped at a private dinner. He's been admitted, and he's receiving treatment. The 81-year-old McConnell was at an event at the Waldorf Astoria, D.C., where he fell, according to the sources. We have no further information on the extent of McConnell's injuries or his prognosis. But what I do want to say, ladies and gentlemen is that we pray for Mitch McConnell. First of all, we pray that God touches his heart and he stops being corrupt and starts looking to the people the way he should, and that is as an elected representative who wants to do the job that the American people want done rather than pushing the agenda of the enemy. And I'm not saying the enemy just because they're the other side. I'm saying the enemy because they like to kill babies. They like to dismember and murder babies. They want to destroy everything about your life. They want to take away your personal freedoms. That, ladies and gentlemen, sounds like evil to me. So we're going to pray for for Mitch McConnell that he's okay. I do not wish death on him yet. I want him to be alive to see the Republican Party completely be taken over. And then he can go on to wherever he's going to go to his final rest in place. And may God judge his soul the way justly, which we know he will. And that's all I'm going to say about that because that's all the respect that I can muster up for such an evil human being. But the godly part of me says, pray for the man. The fleshly part of me says, I'm glad it happened. Which one do you think that I should follow? I think we should follow the godly part. And you're probably right, Prince, uh, Prince P- uh, Pessa. It's probably Trump's fault. I'm sure it was because it was a former Trump hotel. Trump must have left something in the way for him to trip on, right? I'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it. But I can tell you this. If something bad happened to Donald Trump, if something bad happened to Matt Gaetz, if something bad happened to Melania or Barron, if something bad happened to anybody that is on this side, the right side, the the side of God, I guarantee you the left would not be praying for them. They would not be saying they wish them well. They would not be giving them positive energy. They would only be giving them hate and they would be laughing and that separates us from them. Moving on, because that's all I have to say about Mitch McConnell before I say something that I probably shouldn't say. And I can guarantee you I'm going to get into some things that I probably shouldn't say during the show. So please pray for me that I can keep my, uh, my, my level uh, where it is right now, which is about a six. Okay? Let's keep it at about a six. Because <laughs> me at a ten is not a good thing. Anyway, we got to move on. And this is a story that I really wanted to tell you last night. This is a story that I really wanted to give, dig deep into. We know that they, the, the scam of the felony, right? The scam of this country and the felony, meaning that they created a way against the Constitution to take away guns from anybody who was convicted of a felony. So once they were able to go against the Constitution and illegally put that amendment in, What they did after that is they started giving out felonies like candy, meaning that anybody that gets in trouble, they will cop you out 
And they will not make you do jail time as long as you cop out to a felony. I can remember, I'm old enough to remember that a felony brought automatic jail time. Nowadays, a felony doesn't bring automatic jail, jail time. Do you want to know why? Because they're giving felonies out like candy. Martha Stewart is a felon for crying out loud. So what they're doing is they figured out a way in this in the United States of America to literally go against the laws of the Constitution, the rules of the Constitution that says shall not be infringed, and on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, they've also gone against the law by saying, by, by doing this, uh, this is double jeopardy. And that is something that I would love to take to the Supreme Court someday. God willing, I have enough money to get a lawyer to do that. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, that double jeopardy says that if you have been tried, convicted, and punished for a crime, then legally they cannot convict you or punish you for anything else once you've paid your time to society. If you've done the crime and you paid the time, legally, you cannot be punished for that crime anymore. However, keeping um, a person's right to bear arms and keep their family safe or, God forbid, hunt if we need to do that to get food, if we need to do that to get food, that is double jeopardy. That is a violation of the law and that should be overturned immediately. And I could tell you this because I am a felon. None of my felonies were aggravated. None of my felonies, multiple by the way, had anything to do with violence or drugs. Had nothing to do with federal. It had everything to do with a 17-year-old kid being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Not having guidance and being a part, a party to the stuff that was happening. But they make you cop out. They make you get felonies so that they can take guns away from you. And that's the only reason they do it. Convictions so that their records can look good and they can pad their records and to take your gun away from you. That has been a scam ever since it started, what, no, 60 years ago or more? And furthermore, somebody made a good point in this chat one day. We are all felons in the eyes of God. So don't put yourself above anybody else because they are convicted felon. I can't stand when somebody says that. If you say, well, that person's a convicted felon. That is no different than calling somebody the N-word. In my eyes. Especially if you've turned a new leaf and changed and you've completely changed yourself from who you were then. So moving on. They loved that scam so much they said, how else can we start taking guns legally? Well, if you deem somebody or a hospital or a doctor or a specialist or an expert deems you incompetent to have a gun, because they say you have mental health issues. Guess what? You don't get to have a gun anymore. You don't even have to be convicted of a felony. Now, before we get into this story, because this is a story that I really wanted to talk about very, very, very much. Oh, there's so many things I want to say about this. I don't even know where to go. Kind of lost my train of thought because I'm starting to get angry. I knew I was going to start getting angry during this. They figured out a way to unilaterally make a decision to prevent you from having a gun without being convicted of a felony. And one thing that you should know is that the federal government cannot take a right. They can take away a privilege from you. They can take away a privilege from you. They can take away your driver's license. Why? Because your driver's license is a privilege. But they cannot take away your freedom of speech. They cannot take away your right to your Fifth Amendment or your Fourth Amendment. They cannot take away the Fourteenth Amendment. These are rights, right? What about the Second Amendment? That is a right by God. How can the federal government get away with taking your arms, taking your guns, when it's a right given by God? That goes against the Constitution. As a matter of fact, the Constitution says anything that were to go against the Constitution is null and void because the, the Constitution supersedes everything. So what are we doing here in this world? And how have you allowed yourself to be conditioned to think a convicted felon is some, somehow a murderer who does not have the ability to protect themselves or their family? 
But that's okay. Because my wife's got more guns than anybody could have anyway. And she has a right to them. And her rights don't stop where mine apparently do. Oh, we know it all, baby. Merrick Gardenome Garland, if your little weasel butt is listening right now. So let's get into this story now that I've set the tone and I'm up to about a seven and a half or an eight right now. The FBI has conducted, and here's the worst part about all this, folks. They've made most of you believe in that way of thinking. You can't tell me that half of you don't feel that way. I know a good half of you feel like, oh, a convicted felon shouldn't have a gun. Biggest scam, one of the biggest scams in United States history. Even having to have a constitutional carry license is a scam. The FBI has been conducting an all-out war on American gun owners for years. These efforts have taken place without any sort of congressional approval and with scant attention from even conservative media. That's why it's so important that each and every one of you have a membership with the NRA. Because they only have 5 million members and they're the only organization that fights and lobbies on Capitol Hill for you. Gun Owners of America, GOA, have obtained five documents via a Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, and then shared them with the Washington Examiner. These documents show how the medical facilities used the gun forms and handed off the signatory records to the FBI. These records were registered with the FBI's National Instant Crime Background Check System, or NICS, and now the Bureau can track and spy these innocent Americans. And these forms are from facilities in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Delaware, and Oklahoma, and they cover a period of time from 2011 to 2019. So not only is the feds, are the feds working with the hospital, probably ordering them on who they should or shouldn't deem is crazy so they can't have a gun. Same thing they did with big tech, telling them who to silence, who to censor, who to shut up, who to ban, who to shadow ban. I'm sure they're telling the doctors how to even fill the forms out correctly. But not only is that a problem and a clear violation of the law, but what about these people's right to privacy with their medical records? What about HIPAA? How is this not violating HIPAA laws? The FBI coordinated secretly with hospitals and medical centers to strip United States citizens of their own rights to buy or even use firearms, according to the trove of internal documents obtained by the Washington Examiner. And new documents shared with the Washington Examiner, which the Gun Owners of America obtained through this act, show that the, 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 the New Hampshire, Delaware, Massachusetts, and Oklahoma have been the worst. My live free or die state. Good job, Governor Sununu. COVID-19 killed HIPAA. And the government's trying to kill each and every one of you, slowly but surely. These new revelations provide additional proof that the FBI has used disturbing tactics to erode Americans' Second Amendment freedoms. And that is according to Congressman Andrew Clyde of Georgia when he told the Washington Examiner, make no mistake, the FBI, the FBI is weaponizing Nick's forms to advance the less dangerous agenda of dismantling our Second Amendment liberties and disarming our nation. Do you think that they want a civil war with the largest standing army in the world, the American public? No. So they've got to chip away the same thing, the same way they've chipped at them for 60 years. They've got to chip away and they've got to de- uh, they've got to uh, disarm everybody they can before they take over. And the problem is, because they're doing it that way, there can never be a massive resistance. There can never be a massive resistance. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will end this with saying this. Arm yourselves. Guard yourselves. Do whatever you've got to do, because they're coming after you, and they're coming after your families, and they're not going to stop which is a great segue into why you've got to be better. You've got to be ready for anything. And it's better to have and not need than need and not have. And that's why we're going to highlight right now one of my favorite sponsors here, and that's 4Patriots. Why is it called 4Patriots? Because it's 4Patriots, like you. People who want their individual liberties. 
People who want their individual rights given to them by God. Why else is it called for patriots? Because every time you spend a dollar, so many of you have already bought stuff there. Every time you spend a dollar through them, a portion of that dollar goes to veterans and their families for fighting for this country. The number one patriots. But make no mistake, you guys are just as every bit of important as those patriotic people signing up to go overseas and fight over there. You're fighting a war domestically, and you should be ready. You should be equipped. And no site equips you for that kind of stuff better than our sponsor for Patriots. Whether it be a power outage, whether it be an EMP, whether it be that they shut you down from a, from a utility level because your credit, social credit score isn't good enough, then you can flip them the two proverbial birds, say, take two of these and call me in the morning and plug in your Patriot power generator and get power by the sun. Your rights come from God and your power comes from God. So don't rely on anybody else. Go to uh, fourpatriots.com slash LFA today. Or if you're going to buy anything else on there and you want to shop around, just use the promo code LFA. As Sean says, Lima Foxtrot Alpha, okay? At the time of checkout and you'll get... Uh, You'll get 15% off. Now, we just reached 4,248 people. Right now, before we go back into the next segment, I want you to reach down below my finger if you have not yet and make that thumbs up sign right down there. Make it green. If it's white, you've not done your job. And those of you who are just joining in, if you've not shared this to your other social media platforms, then you need to do that now. You need to put on your armor because we are not about just a talking head, one person giving you a report here on Live from America. We're about action. Roll up your sleeves and get dirty or go watch somebody else. That's where we are here. We're giving everybody the opportunity to join in and fight in any capacity that you can. And everybody can do what I just said. If we're going to win this war, we need everybody involved. Moving on. Another story that I was going to bring over from last night. Nina Jankowitz. You remember that crazy psycho? Do you remember that crazy psycho who was going to be the disinformation czar for DHS? Yeah. Nina Jankowitz. Let's play her. Uh, let's cue her music. I'm a loser. You're a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Nina Jankowitz, the former disinformation czar. She has been subpoenaed. I love it. Jim Jordan has subpoenaed her. The leader of the now disbanded Department of Homeland Security's disinformation board says she will comply with the subpoena that was sent out by the House Judiciary uh, Committee to testify. And do you know why she's going to comply? Because she's old enough to remember the precedent that was set by the January 6th committee that, by the way, should be tried for treason when they handcuffed Steve Bannon and brought, him into co- and brought him to jail. Of course she's going to. Thank you for arresting Steve Bannon. And thank you to Steve Bannon. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award right now. Go ahead and cue the Smarty Award music. Smarty Award of the day is going to go to Steve Bannon. We haven't given this in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Bannon, you get the Smarty Award of the day here on LFA TV. Why? Because you had the foresight to understand that if you allowed yourself to be arrested, if you sacrificed yourself on that beautiful, wonderful day, then we would have a precedent set for future times when this, when this happened. We knew this was going to come. We knew this was going to happen. Anybody who's got a brain in, and is in the know anyway. And we knew that our time was going to come. That's why she had to accept it or else we'd lock her up too. The agency's disinformation governance board ran into trouble soon after it was formed after the discovery of the social media post in which the leader, director Nina Jankowitz, that crazy lady, is seen and heard singing Mary Poppins song that suggested anti-conservative bias. The board was eventually disbanded about four months after its formation, long lived, yay, amid outcry over Jankowitz in charge of other uh, and other issues, including what exactly what the mission was, quote, I will happily testify to the truth of the board under oath that it's working, that it was a working group meant to address disinformation that endangered American safety. Who are you to tell me what endangers my safety? You cocaine addict scumbag. Who are you? Some know-nothing libtard with zero gray matter in between her ears and a face ugly enough that only a mother could love fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. How is it your responsibility to tell me what's safe or not? Or what's true or not? 
You're no better than the AP. You're no better than USA Today. You're no better than any of these PolitiFact or any of these other third-rate, third-party scumbag fact-checkers. So I can't wait until Jim Jordan brings you in. I can't wait until the new Republican Party gets to rip you a new butthole so you can close the old one up. It's too tight. Tight wad, tight butt, scumbag, cocaine addict, loser. Yes, I said it. Committee Chairman Representative Jim Jordan issued the subpoena to Jankowitz and other Biden administration officials as part of the GOP's investigation into what he's calling the weaponization of the federal government. Bring them in. Bring them in. Share, share, share. We just hit 4,200. I appreciate you all being here. Moving on. Who else are we going to expose? CPAC, uh, Conservative Political Action Committee. CPAC, we were just there. Great coverage. Money-hungry, elite, lying scumbags, but great coverage from there. Folks, I want to play a little clip for you. I love exposing people. I love getting the truth about people. Now, you remember two years ago when I went to CPAC with my little old cell phone and I got the coverage I could get, and I said, this place is full of elitists. Do you remember that? We went back this year as a network. So much for the Holy Spirit. (laughs) We went back this year as a network to see how different it would be. I came out of there not thinking much differently than I did the first year that I went, except for the fact that we are now players in the game. And whether it says CPAC or TPUSA or something else on it, if there's something there to cover and and we're going to be there with these other other networks, then then LFA TV is going to make the appearance, much much as I don't like to be there. And the reason why is what I'm about to show you. Roll it. Is this Trump's GOP? I think that the America First agenda and the people who are behind America First are really committed to putting America first. Not Trump first, not Vivek first, it's America first. And what I saw there, I mean, I gave a speech, we got five standing ovations in the middle of the speech. There's also a little funny little secret I learned, Stuart. I'm new to this as an outsider. One of the things you see as an outsider is how corrupt this system is. You know something funny about this? I've attended CPAC before. I didn't know it works this way. A consultant calls my campaign shortly after I declare and says, hey, we can get you up to number two on there if you pay a few hundred thousand dollars. Really? I was shocked. You know, and, and I mean, you know what? There's a lot of people who are making money, on, not only off of me, but off of every presidential campaign. This will probably be not only the most expensive presidential campaign, the one that people in the industry, it's politics and industry, people make so much money off of this that one of the things I'm going to be doing throughout this campaign is exposing it. Because you know what? I didn't get to where I am by actually just getting exploited. And I think the American people actually deserve to see the sausage getting made. Did you pay? It is so, absolutely not. I mean, that is fake. So why, did, why would I want to? Did you get bumped up to number two? I said I would take my speaking. I said I would take my speaking slot instead. And actually, you can, people can see that speech on my website, Vivek2024.com. See the speech and see the crowd's reaction. And I think people should be the judge of what's really going on in the grassroots rather than the astroturf that we see in the paid industry of partisan politics. Vivek, you are a dynamic and compelling candidate. So you guys have probably seen Vivek before, right? Vivek, Vivek, however he pronounces his name. But he just said that they, CPAC said, hey, because he was a candidate. He said as soon as, that, soon as, soon as he announced his candidacy, that CPAC got a hold of him and said, hey, for, uh, for a few hundred thousand dollars, we can boost you up in the straw poll post-CPAC. Now you guys know why we don't look at polls the way other people do? Some polls, I, I like to look at polls the same reason I like to watch fake news, just to see what the heck they're talking about. But like Vivek just said, he, he was approached and said, hey, you give us a few hundred thousand dollars, and we will boost you up to second, number two, in the straw poll. Varney says, did you pay? He says, of course not. It's fake. Why would I do that? It's fake. Why would I do that? Let's go ahead and cue it. Let's give the Dumb Dumb Award to CPAC, ladies and gentlemen. Dumb Dumb of the Award of the Day goes to CPAC. Money-hungry elitists. I would love for Matt and Mercedes to come on the show. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, who run CPAC. Because I would ask them that question straight out. Why are you nickel and diming everybody? Why did you choose a hotel 
that had a $16 chicken salad sandwich from the deli downstairs. Money-hungry scumbags. All of them. Every single one of them. And I am so happy that we have a new Republican Party that is here to call this stuff out. Because it isn't only Republicans and uh, Democrats, it's Republicans too. That is why Mitch McConnell and all these other rhinos are so afraid because they know that the days of their swindling people is over. It's over. Yeah, I don't think, I'm not a fan of of Vivek, but I've heard that before, so that just kind of cemented it. The only poll I trust is the flag poll. Maybell, that's amazing. So while we're talking about exposing people and this new Republican Party, then let's go no further than Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, ladies and gentlemen. This is a long video, but I think you need to see it in its entirety. If you don't know Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, you're going to know him after today. Because what you're about to see, in my opinion, is a heroic thing that he did when questioning the chief of this union. It's just incredible. I have nothing else to say. You're going to love this. Ready for this? Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, ladies and gentlemen, he absolutely destroys the unions. Literally in a Senate hearing tells him to shut his mouth. That is the kind of grit. That is the kind of determination that we need in D.C. Is it a godly way to act? Maybe not. But it's what's needed to get rid of the evil. And if that's that's to the extent of which you go to get rid of the evil, then you know what? I'm all for it. Share the video. Everybody's going to want to see this. Senator Mark Wayne um, Mullins, everybody. President of the union, Sean O'Brien, was invited to testify. Um, Thank you, everybody, for being here. And I want to make it very clear. I'm not against unions. I'm not at all. Uh, Some of my very good friends work for unions. Uh, They work hard and they do a good job. Um, And so my statements, please don't make uh, an assumption that I'm anti-union. But I also want to set the record straight. All three of you guys have talked about employers being intimidated, intimidating their employees. But you guys haven't ever spoke about when the unions try to unionize the intimidation they have to other people that aren't wanting to unionize. You guys don't mention that. Because, see, I started with nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, I started below nothing. And I started growing this little plumbing company with six employees to now we have over 300 employees. And back in 2009, you guys tried to unionize me. My guys were making money. They were getting paid more than the union halls were paying their plumbers. Our benefits were better. But because we started bidding jobs that were union jobs and winning those, union pipe fitters decided they were going to come after us. Yep. They would show up at my house. They'd be leaning up against my trucks. I'm not afraid of a physical confrontation. In fact, sometimes I look forward to it. I'm, that's not my problem. But when you're doing that to my employees, yep. and then when, they, when that didn't work, they started picketing our job site, saying, shame on Mullen. Shame on Mullen. For what? For what? Because we were paying higher wages? Because we had better benefits and we wasn't requiring them to pay your guys' absorbent salaries? You talk about CEOs that are making all this money. And what do you make, Mr. O'Brien? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, I know what you make because in 2019, your salary was, um, what is this, $193,000? i am sure you've got some pay raises since then. Yeah, when I was a And the average UPS driver, the feeder driver, makes $35,000 a year? And what do you bring? That's inaccurate. Hold on a second. That's inaccurate. State facts. I've got it right here. State facts. That's inaccurate. The average UPS feeder driver makes $35,000. If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. I I know them because I negotiate the contract. So I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck 
out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, then, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the question. You're out of line. Let him answer the question. And don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you frame the statement. You frame the statement. You shut your mouth because you don't know what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, I did. Hold it. Tough guy. I'm not afraid of physical Hold it. But don't sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Senator, you made a statement. You Senator, asked a question. I didn't ask you a made question. A statement. You did. You did. I answered question. the question. You asked the question about how much well, money Let him answer. It was, rhetor- it was a rhetorical Let, Well, question. you may think it's rhetorical. It sounded was rhetorical. to me like a question. Let him answer the question. I'm not yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. As far as my salary goes... My salary, if you follow me around, I walk, I actually look at this building. I bet you I work more hours than you do, twice that's, as many that's hours. That's impossible. But no, that is, that's true. Sir, you don't secondly, even know what hard work is. Secondly, if you want to follow yeah. my schedule, be Secondly, I'll do it in a minute. Secondly, UPS feeder drivers, and you can quote uh, Carol Tomei, who quoted this, they make 93000 on the lower end. Some of them make 150000 I said feeder drivers. Feeder drivers, tractor trailer drivers. Some of them making $150,000 per year. Some of them do. And I don't disagree with that. Most of them after make over. Them, after you've been there four years, most of them make over a thousand. Uh, okay. most of them make over a hundred thousand. So reclaiming my time, I go back to the whole fact that, sir, you haven't created a job. We haven't. You haven't been there. You haven't. Sure, we have. You haven't. Sure, we have. Tell me one job that you created. What are, what are you talking? Be specific. You're like, an employer. You no, we're not an employer. People? No, but you know it's funny. So, no, then, we, we create, then, then, we create opportunity. Jobs. We create opportunity because we sir, hold. That's, that's we not, hold. Greedy CEOs That's like yourself not, accountable. You call me a greedy CEO. Oh yeah, you are. You want to attack my salary? I'll attack yours. Here, what did ahead. you make? What did you make when you owned your company? When I made my company, I kept my salary down at about uh, fifty thousand a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay, all right. You mean you hid money? No, I didn't hide. Oh, oh. hold on a second. Okay, close. he said That's out of line. You said right, I was out. We're, we're even. He's, we're, even. He's, we're not even. We're not even close to being even. You think you're smart? You think you're funny? No, you're you, not. You think you're funny? You think he's smart? You think you're funny? No, you think you're funny. You think you're funny. You think y'all did that. You think and then you got Bernie up there. Oh, let him come. Let him his time. How many you could have your time? No, it's his time. It's the senator's time, Bernie. I don't care if you're the chairman or not. Senator's time. Senator can say whether he wants to yield his time or not. Those are the rules. So you and your mittens can go hide and charge $95 a ticket for your socialist events. Big shout out to Mark Wayne Mullen for that. He knows that America's under attack. We all know America's under attack, which is a good time to talk about America being under attack because it is. We need people like Mark Wayne in there doing that stuff. Was it right for him to say, shut your mouth? I don't, I'm not claiming, I'm not giving you time. Probably not the right thing to say, but what are you going to say to these people? You're going to be polite with them from now on still? You're still going to be like, okay, sir. Okay, you talk, then I talk. No. Folks, we are in different times than you think we are, if that's what you believe. I'm not saying that you have to go low like Michelle Obama, but you've got to stand up for yourself. Great job, Senator Mullen. Great, great job. America is under attack. America has been destroying itself from the inside out, and it's because of people like that. I just got two copies of this the other day. We're going to be, sending, we're going to be giving away two copies before the week ends. So if you want a book, uh, uh, one of these books from me, uh, we'll do a giveaway on Friday. But if you want it for free anyway, just go to AmericaUnderAttack.com. It's that simple. You can get a free download of it right there, or you can get the hard copy or the soft copy, paperback. All literature is free of any cost or obligation. You don't have to ask yourself this question. You know what's happened. It's the people that are there. It's the people that are there. Obama caused this. Biden caused this. George Bush caused this. Trump's trying to fix it. We're trying to fix it. So if you want to be in the fight, you have to understand who the fight is against and what is happening and how we can fight. Go to AmericaUnderAttack.com right now. Get the free stuff now. This isn't something for you to go spend money on. This is something for you to get in the game. Fight, fight, fight. Now, I will say this. I don't want to spend too much time on the Tucker stuff, but I will say this. Like I said in the very beginning, that lady that Sean interviewed today on Ungoverned, which you should go back and watch if you have not, they will never interview somebody like that in that, in that much of a depth about January 6th. 
But Tucker got record ratings, and that's why they do it, folks. They had record ratings. He was up about 30% from what he normally is, which is great because that means that new people are chiming in to see. But if you've got that much audience and you know what we know and you know that there was more to show, they did not show the police opening up the barricades everywhere and literally letting people in. They did not show the magnetic doors, which there was a camera on. He said didn't have a house feed of Ashley Babbitt getting shot, so he didn't want to play it because it wasn't a house feed. Didn't want to play cell phone footage, which is what makes up more than half of the thousands of hours of footage they have. More than half is cell phone footage. But if you want to play that game, there is house feed or cameras on that door who unlocked the door. If you really, 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 really want to break through the narrative of the Shamuary 6th committee, then you've got to show that stuff. I understand what he showed the normies was good. I get that. I'm not here to really, really complain much about, about the fact that what they showed, they showed. I'm complaining about they could have shown so much more in that three-day span with that large of an audience so that there would be no possible way. they do it, but it wouldn't be, it, it, they, would, they would not be able to argue it. Meaning the left. Every left news organization pumped up Fox News. You don't think that was deliberate and strategic? Of course it was. Is the idea here to get more likes and views, which we always ask you to share, But we're not doing it to look down just to see, oh, yeah, I got this many. I got that many. We know that if we get this many and that many, that the world is getting the truth. Fox News doesn't do that. They don't care about you getting the truth. They look at the the views and the rumbles and likes or whatever as money. You see, I get it. As 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 long as the people are getting the truth, then who cares what, why somebody's doing it? At least the truth is coming out. That's great. But if they were doing it for truth, then they would have showed more. Footage I know they have. Footage I know they have because their house feeds. If they were doing it for the truth, they would have shown more. If they're doing it for likes and views, they'll show less and they'll trickle it out. And that's what happens. Happened. That is why I am disappointed. Trump, the greatest thing about all this is it prompted Trump to say something that I have been waiting for Trump to say for a long time. The people of the Shamuary 6th Committee committed treason and they should be tried for treason. That was a harsh statement by Donald Trump, and he's correct. He's correct in saying it. I'm so tired. I was so tired of hearing Trump say, well, this Shamuary Committee, they're bad, they're lying, they're witch hunting. That's great. But to say that they're guilty of treason and they should be tried for it, that is huge. And that's what you know is on Donald Trump's mind for his second presidency. If he is saying words like Liz Cheney should be tried for treason. Folks, that's punishable by death. You don't just say those words. Mitt Romney threw those words around about Tulsi Gabbard. And as much as I don't like Tulsi Gabbard, you don't throw around the word treason because it is punishable by death. So if Trump is actually using the word treason, then you must know what is on his head for 2024 and beyond. Best thing that came out of that. Now, we got a few minutes left here, so I want to just do these last, uh, this, this story for sure. And that is, I told you about the chickens. I told you they wanted to vaccinate all the chickens. Well, do you know what they're doing in Great Britain right now? Great, the Great Britain government now requires homegrown chickens to be registered with the, with the state to tackle bird flu. They can't stop you from having chickens unless they make you register your chickens. They can't put things in those chickens if they don't know those chickens exist. They can't force you to inoculate a cluck cluck. Can't wait to get my vaccine today. Really scared of COVID and bird flu. (laughs) You had to see this coming. Part of an ongoing effort to combat avian influenza, the government of England, Wales, and Scotland has introduced a proposal, they did it on Wednesday, that would make it mandatory for poultry keepers to formally register their birds. 
This, this new rule would apply to all bird keepers, no matter how many birds they own. Currently, only people with 50 birds or more are required by law to do so. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's why we have the Second Amendment. Come on my land. Come on my land and inoculate my chickens. Uh, Folks, we don't have much time left, so I'm going to skip over a couple stories. I'll take them over till tonight. One of them is how the Washington Post is now complaining that people like you and me are preventing the government from doing further lockdowns in case of pandemics. Uh, Yep. And also California doing away with their partnership with Walgreens because Walgreens will not put up abortion medication. Good for you, Walgreens. Good for you. You decided not to go woke and you won't go broke. We'll talk about those later. But right now, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Heather Mullins because Heather Mullins was at a school board and and she posted it. I love it. I knew she was going here. She said, this is a hill I will die on. Ladies and gentlemen, Heather Mullins. I'll tell you right now, like I would take a bullet for my child. And I think I'm probably one of the only people in the in the room that would. And so while I hear her stories about parents having abused their child, like I guarantee you the majority of parents are the biggest protectors of their children. Every single one of you up there can probably say that your children you would do anything for. And you can't give away my rights as a parent without giving away your own. So if at some point in time you're not sitting behind that bench and you're a parent just like me and you did disagree with a law or something that gets passed, you want that being pushed on your children. A lot of what I'm hearing with this LGBTQ stuff as being like sort of the prerequisite to remove parents' rights is really like a a fundamental lifestyle choice, right? The idea that a child is going to get abused if they have, let's say, a Christian or Catholic family because they disagree with, you know, pronouns or things of that nature is just ludicrous, right? Like most parents, even if they don't agree with changing their child's pronoun, they'll be like, you know what? You want to change your name? You want to change your pronouns when you're 18? You're not under my roof. Do it. They're not going to beat their child for, for having like these peer groups at school. And the other thing that I want to point out is that there's actually a group called Gays Against groomers and there's ones called the changed movement which are lgbtq former lgbtq that that have gone through transitions including a gentleman behind me who is is living proof that the, some of these ideologies they're pushing on kids whose brains haven't fully developed have lifelong irreversible consequences that are life-threatening and so i appreciate everyone caring about children but there's two sides of this equation and two sides of this conversation that on a national media standpoint only one narrative is being allowed to get talked about and it's actually within the lgbtq community it's frowned upon to detransition or to say you know what i'm more suicidal post-operation we really need to say the kids genuinely suffering from gender dysphoria when they are 18 and older if they want to make that decision that is on them but to take our children and use this lgbtq stuff as an excuse to remove parents from having a seat at the table for what's best for their kids, to me, it's just, it's horrifying. So there you go. So everybody said that looks fake. It was only because the screen of the camera that was facing her was put on the bottom for TV. She was actually facing the other room, the other side of the room, but there was a camera on her. So they put that screen up at the bottom. That is, that is what more parents need to do. Heather did that at a school board, and I am so grateful to have people around me that are like that. So big shout out to Heather Mullins. Courageous, smart, witty, uh, very, very articulate the way she said that, and she made them listen. And I'd like to give her a big shout out today, Heather Mullins, ladies and gentlemen, who may, just may, I don't know, little birdie tells me, might be here a little bit more often on LFA TV. I guess we'll wait and find out. Anyway, folks, you got Mike Crispy coming up next. He had a bombshell show yesterday. From what I understand, he's got a bombshell show for you today. I mean, what shows aren't here on LFA TV anymore? There's always breaking news or some kind of angle that we're looking at things that other people aren't. So we got Mike Crispy coming up next, Unafraid. Do not miss it. And also go back and watch that show of Sean Farish's Ungoverned. Truly incredible. Mike Crispy coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please rumble on your way out. Click that thumbs up green and let's see you all in Crispy's show. Where's my Crispy Critters at? Keep a smile on your face. A uh, Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel. Peace out, folks.
rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't.